We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live, spooky season, Sunday, October 30th, Halloween Eve, folks. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen. We're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I've got the boys with me tonight. we got JD. Fellas. We've got Justin. Hello, everybody. Taylor may be joining momentarily. Uh, this man, I don't even know what he's doing. Runs on Taylor time. <laughs> Runs on Taylor time. He said he had the baby down. So I don't know what's taking so long unless they're trying to make baby number two. Easy. Come on. Oh my. So I, Justin, or not Justin, <laughs> I'm sorry, Taylor. J- Justin already made baby number I've three. Got, I'm on three, man. I, I'm tapping out. <laughs> Hey, Eamon says, Jacob, hope you had a good anniversary with the missus. I very much did. Hey, quick anniversary story. Can I share real quick? Is it appropriate? 100%. Okay, then yes. So we went out to dinner at a really good restaurant in OKC. I I don't want to name the restaurant. Uh, Really awesome restaurant, though. One of my favorites. Um, My wife is vegetarian, so she ordered a salad and some sides. Uh, I am not a vegetarian, so I ordered the 14-ounce ribeye with mac and cheese and french fries. Uh, it was really good. We had a a gift card for this place, okay? Uh, earlier in the day, my wife tried to look up the gift card balance online. Didn't work. She tried to call because we had used the gift card once before. She mm-hmm. tried to call the number on the gift card. It was an online gift card. Uh, no answer. So I called the restaurant and I said, hey, we bought this gift card. We used it. I don't know how much is left on it. Can you guys tell me? They said, just bring it in. We'll figure it out. Cool. So we finish our meal. The waitress says, oh, you have a, you have a gift card. And I said, yeah. 
She writes down the number, goes back, runs it, says, it didn't work. Uh, my manager's going to come out. So the manager came out and said, basically, you guys bought this gift card through a third party. Uh, the managers of the restaurant have been selling them on a third-party website. Problem is they aren't compatible with our, our system. Mm. So we have no clue how much is on this gift card. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your dinner. It's free. Dude. Oh. That's when you say, well, actually, I hear the lobster's good. <laughs> no, they were just going to let us awesome. walk out the door. And I said, uh, what about the tip? I don't have a way to tip. So we made her go and run my card for a single penny. And then I we tipped the girl like a whole lot of money. Because uh, we have to pay well, for that's dinner. That's nice. That's awesome. So, And then yeah. I went and made a complete ass out of myself at Melting Pot in Oklahoma City. <laughs> that chocolate fondue. Oh, yeah. Get it all over yourself. Oh, girl. <laughs> Dip everything in that chocolate. Oh, my. Before we talk TMI. some Oklahoma what? City basketball, Wait a minute. few Let's things. Just real, just real. <laughs> there was no sound of their there song. No oh, sound. no. We didn't it get can't anything. Be. That was so anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> How? How I horrible. I love Silva's little chuckle after the sounder. Be. We could no, have. I heard it on my. <laughs> nope. Still so, no, nothing. You're kidding me. All right. Well, we have a producer dropping the ball over here. Before we talk some OKC basketball, uh, Justin's second time in 24 hours. Yeah. Real quick. Uncontested hats still around. I've got like eight left. If you would like an uncontested slash thunder, you hat. everyone's high on the thunder right now. The youth movement. Go ahead. Hit us in any of our DMS and any of our social channels. We'll get you a hat. They are 35 bucks. They come with that includes shipping. Uh, and an uncontested sticker. We're making like $0 profit off of these. They're just awesome, and we want to get them out to you guys. Also, if you drop a five-star rating on the pod, we have uncontested stickers. Just screenshot your five-star rating, DM it to us along with your address. I will mail you a free sticker. I'm going to one-up it this week. If you screenshot your five-star rating and you screenshot that you're subbed to the YouTube channel, I'll send you both stickers for free. Hey, oh, so make it happen. Value. Make it happen, folks. That's almost as good as a free steak dinner, if you ask me. Almost. You're right. Silver, you trying to sound her again? Let's see if this works. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Really? <laughs> I don't understand. This is a travesty. You're just going to have to recreate sounders with your mouth oh, tonight. No. <laughs> oh, no. What the dog doing? <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. God, rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Or whatever. Yeah. Gentlemen, anyway. it has been a week of Thunder basketball. A really, really fun week of Thunder basketball. Yeah. Capping off last night in Dallas. Justin, Dude. I'm so happy for you because it's been a running God. joke amongst our fans and our <laughs> hosts. That anytime you sign up for a post game, yes. it's a guaranteed twenty point blowout loss. Uh-huh. <laughs> where you're talking about dudes from the G League that no one's ever heard of uh-huh. before. Yeah, I'm so happy that you got that game. I'm so happy too. Uh, it felt like it felt like old times. Um, you know, not having to talk for like three and a half minutes about the game and then pontificate about the future <laughs> and how everyone needs to like stay focused on the big picture. And instead. Like there was so much game to talk about. Um, I probably could have gone for like an hour, but we had to save some of it for tonight. But uh, what what an incredible game! Like the whole game was really fun, 
and the fourth quarter, it like started to get away from the thunder a little bit. And I was like, all right, you know, we had three quarters of fun and we're going to, we're going to wind out and the, you know, the Mavs are going to win by 15, 20. That's fine. That's fine. And then Isaiah Joe happened. Stroking <laughs> Joe, baby. I'm still getting yeah. clowned on Twitter.com. Dude, I love That's that. I'm surprised no one has CC old <laughs> yeah. takes exposed to you. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was literally sitting there and I'm like, man, the thunder getting like, annihilated i just mm-hmm. i need to tweet something i haven't tweeted anything in like five minutes i've just been sitting on my couch like drinking my prairie beer and staring off into space and they put isaiah joe in and i was like that seems weird <laughs> so i was like and isaiah joe comes in for some reason <laughs> we all know the reason now everyone knows the reason and everyone keeps retweeting it and liking it. it and I probably it. bookmarking it and whatever it's fine Incredible I, stuff. I wanted to ask you, Justin, in the flow of that, I didn't get to watch the game. I was yeah. watching the scary movie Barbarian. Great, great Ooh. wild film. Um, so I saw your tweet and I was like, huh, I wonder why, Mark. Is that what do you think that was like a stealth tank move originally? Like just to kind I, of. I thought, honestly, it was what was weird about it is like it was still kind of a normal lineup. And then he just like stuck Isaiah Joe out there. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he pulled everybody and stuck in the bottom of the bench. And so it just felt really weird. It kind of reminded me of that first night in Minnesota when all of a sudden Eugene Omarui just showed up late in the yeah. game. And he he did the same thing. Like, he had a little bit of a spark. He didn't lead a 15-point comeback, but he, he did. He, like, had a little bit of a spark, and it was just kind of bizarre and out of nowhere. And that's what happened again. In the moment, my thought was just, like, all right, I mean, I guess we're trying it. That's fine. But do we really think Isaiah Joe is going to lead this comeback? The answer is yes, we we really do. <laughs> Man's an icon in OKC now. <laughs> so last yeah. week, the Thunder go capping off with that Dallas game. 3-0. and Crazy, right? Le- leads yeah. me to, yeah, it's wild. Leads me to a big question. And I kind of, Silva and I talked for a long time putting this episode together tonight. I think it's all kind of geared around this big question, which is, and, and Justin, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Are the Thunder good? Dude. Dude. What a question. What a loaded question. Who wrote it's, it's, this question? It's so hard to answer this question. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it is an extremely small sample size to make sweeping claims and generalizations based off one week of basketball or maybe like a week and a half of basketball. But why not? This is a podcast after all. Um, when you look at Oklahoma City, what stands out the most is the defense. It's really the same story that we had last year, right? In all of these wins against the Clippers twice and the Mavericks now, um, the defense has shown through. They are so defensively sound for a group that is so young. That's what's super impressive about this team. I would argue there's only one game where the defense hasn't been good. And that was the the game where everyone got hurt against Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. Um, The defense is so solid. We know the offense has issues, right? (laughs) Like uh, there. What was it the other day? It may have changed since last night, but you know, one of the highest volume three point shooting teams and one of the lowest making three-point teams in the league that's a bad combination yeah right but the defense can keep you in games and i think that's that's what we're seeing once again from oklahoma city 
one of these wins, like if you want to get granular, one of these wins against the Clippers, they did what stupid teams do, which is not play full strength against Oklahoma City, and it bites you. Then they brought Paul George in, and even PG wasn't enough. And then, like, same thing against the Mavs. Like, they're relatively full strength. They're going through a bit of a skid, and Oklahoma City took advantage of that. Um, but I think this the defense, when it plays at a high level, it's going to win more games than it should because those principles don't go anywhere. And I mentioned this on my, my post-game pod last night, but I saw a tweet. Um, I don't remember who it was from yesterday, a couple days ago, and it was from a Rockets fan, and they were talking about how disappointed they were in the Rockets' defensive discipline and specifically mentioned Oklahoma City as a team that does it well and does it the oh, right wow. way. And aside from my Houston vengeance, um, <laughs> was just nice to see that like called out. And lots of other people. Uh, John Hollinger finally came around last night. Uh, Nikias Duncan is all about it. Uh, yep. He's a great follow, but like he sees what's happening in Oklahoma City. And I think the foundations are there. What's not there right now, and I'm I'm taking like a Taylor-esque monologue right now. I love now, this. So we're, I we're getting a thesis <laughs> by Justin right now. Oh, this is great. Is obviously the offense and that that can come from a lot of different things um shea was great trey was not trey man didn't look great last night but like the last two games he he looked solid really solid josh giddy obviously not playing chet holmgren you might have heard of him obviously not playing those two guys are going to affect the offense of this team quite a bit and chet in particular is also going to affect the defense quite a bit and so it's hard to answer in a vacuum of just this season, but when you start to factor in those pieces, <laughs> thank you, Lake, in the chat, um, I'm preaching a sermon right now. Uh, when you start to factor in those other pieces, it's it's really hard right now not to be optimistic about what this team is, what they will be, and what they're transforming into right in front of our eyes. And I also said this on my post game pod last night, which was like, if you were on the fence about like, uh, do I want to watch another season of Thunder basketball when they're, you know, not trying to win a championship? I advise you to change your tune right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not one of those people, but like this team's going to be freaking fun this year. Um, it's going to be a blast. And we've gotten a taste of that this week. And I think there's a lot more to come. Amen. God bless. <laughs> Drive safe. <laughs> The that end of that makes me that <laughs> makes me think of the end of his rant in uh, Christmas Vacation. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah! Holy, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> About time yeah. to start watching that movie again. Yeah, we're getting there, man. <laughs> yeah, Justin. So, whenever you called out Hollinger on the podcast, uh, thanks for watching the first Thunder game in two years. That's <laughs> great. Beautiful stuff. Justin, you hit on so much stuff. I, I don't yeah, even know where to I'm begin. Sorry. I took all. No, it, it, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so hard to know is this team good or not. They're, I agree, they're good defensively, and it's surprising yeah. how good they are defensively, considering a their lack of like size and rim protection inside. Although Poku and Darius Baisley trying to make up for that rim protection, right? That's been kind of fun. Lots of so blocks. the rim protection inside, and B. The fact that that's their weakness defensively, and they've played the Denver Nuggets once and the Minnesota Timberwolves twice already. Yeah. 
You know, that that's really impressive to me. Now, but granted, I look at this they lost team, all three of those. Yeah, but, <laughs> but two of them were really close, and their true. defensive rating true. is still sky high. True. You know, yes. I look at it. You could argue Dallas took their foot off the gas last night, and maybe the Thunder should be two and four, not three and three. You could argue that if J-Dub doesn't get injured in game one, maybe right now they should be four and two. You could argue that if almost all the good players on the team don't get hurt in the Sunday night game against Minnesota, maybe they're five and one. You know, you could argue that if they don't close out and hit, if Poku doesn't snap and go (laughs) balls to the wall crazy against the Clippers, maybe they should be, you know, one in five. It's just, it's so fascinating. It, it feels like all of these things kind of just hang on a thread there. And and you could go both ways so easily, Silva. But the big difference is when it's hanging on a thread, at least last week, it went their way. And they're three and three now. They're a 500 team in the West going yeah, up against some really good competition. They're a team that can hang on a thread because of how disciplined they are. I, I was there for the first Clippers game. You and Taylor were there for the second. And the Clippers are a veteran-laden team. And they looked just as disciplined, if not more, than the than the Clippers, who are like title or bust this year. Um, they're just they're so well coached. Uh their their defense seems very plug and play. Cause if you look at it, they're not like the most athletic team. I saw a chart today that was like height and weight. Uh and how that correlates to the Thunder and uh, teams around the NBA. The Thunder were like weighed, were at the very bottom end of the weight scale. Like their average weight was like 210 or something, and their height was way, way up. So just a bunch of long boys. Just a bunch of long boys. <laughs> and Mark just makes it work. Doesn't matter who's A bunch in of there. long boys and then Eugene and Dort. <laughs> yeah. As I like to call them, the thick boys and the stick boys. Yeah. Some, yes. Something I also thought of when you were saying all, all of the threads that were hanging and uh, things that swung the Thunder's way, things that didn't swing their way. Lou Dort also had like four horrible games in yeah. a row. And if he had shot any better in those, maybe the outcome would have been different. Uh, Giddy being gone. I've kind of forgotten about Josh Giddy a bit the last three games because they've been so <laughs> exciting. And like yeah. other players yeah. have stepped up and been. And then been now really you good. have J-Dub back. Right. You know, who played freaking 27 minutes last night. Yeah. There's, there's so many pieces to this it's i know justin you mentioned the sample size is so small yep uh, it's really hard to make sweeping generalizations right now uh we should not do that but i i think it's a fun dialogue to at least start having and start thinking about what makes a team good versus what makes a team bad the habits i think are very good mm-hmm. yep. some of the things you mentioned the defense the the attention to deep detail defensively uh the cohesiveness defensively the personal responsibility defensively, mm-hmm. I think, especially from Shea Gilgis Alexander. Holy the, crap! The personal responsibility on on every aspect, like just just look around. Teams like the Lakers or the Nets, <laughs> we'll get to them here in a bit. Not yeah. not a lot of personal responsibility happening on those teams, and, and that makes a huge difference, especially for these young guys. You're building habits, you're you're molding them essentially. And that's part of what I love. I think another factor of this is the accountability piece. We talked a lot about this last week. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, I think that that, that goes a long way in kind of creating these habits. And I, I love seeing that with this young group of guys. Um, I also love seeing the experimentation that's been happening. 
Um, we talked about Lou Dort last Sunday and you know how he's obviously shooting a lot more. And we actually kind of hit the nail on the head because the next day Dagnot was like, yeah, that's me. That uh, Lou Dort is shooting more because of what we're trying to get him to do. I love that. This team's in the malleable stage where they're trying to see what they have. Roster exploration means cycling dudes through, but it also means pressure testing and, and seeing what the dudes you have, what they can really do. And that Dignall talked a lot about evolution the other day of guys. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what we're seeing right now with this Thunder team is, you know, what you might have expected out of Lou Dort um, for the last three years may mm-hmm. not be what we see from Lou Dort in three years time from now. And we're in that kind of like in-betweener stage where they're they're trying to figure some of that that out. And it's really fun to kind of look at all the different things that that Daigs and and the guys are trying and experimenting with. Definitely. A few thoughts. The the evolution stuff is interesting. Uh I'm anxiously awaiting for Poku to emerge from his magic carp state uh and turn into a Gyarados. <laughs> That's all I want. That's a perfect um, analogy. I know. Is, is Jokic the Gyarados state? Yes. God, I love pictures of, of baby Jokic drinking a three liter of soda. He's a chunky boy. Do we talk enough about the coaching on this team? Because Justin, you're mentioning things like accountability yep. and personal responsibility. There's also like this very strong, we haven't got to talk about like the Clippers games very in depth. Shea came off the bench in the second half. And when they asked him about it, he just said, uh, coach just said, I'm coming off the bench. So I'm coming off the bench. Like there's a, there's a very strong, we over me mentality no with ego. these guys. I you don't if- get that. You don't get that with a lot of NBA teams. Like no. the, I, I know last year we tried to avoid the, the C word, but the culture is very, very strong. Oh, that C word. I've and I it. think it starts at the top with, with coach Dagnall. like the dude across the league doesn't get his flowers some of the stuff he is doing is just awesome. Like it's not X's and O's basketball. It's working with a team of young millionaire men and getting them to buy in to, to a bigger idea and, and holding them accountable to that and getting them all to understand again, kind of back to that. We over me mentality. It's been really impressive what he's been able to do with these guys and I think maybe we don't sing his praises enough. That 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 man deserves his flowers. Do you so think Sam Presti? Do you, do you think Sam Presti replaces the letter I with the Larry O'Brien Trophy everywhere, like the Lakers do? <laughs> oh my is god! That, is that how they really emphasize <laughs> this? <laughs> I'm sorry, you were probably saying something insightful. No, Silva. <laughs> no. I just it's so much different than the last regime where I feel like there was not accountability. Not to like throw Russ under the bus at, it, at the lowest point of his career, but like. He was, he did not, there was no really accountability with him. He just kind of did what he wanted in spite of uh, what seemed to be the coach's game plan. He, he ran the like, show, man. He ran he, the show. Yeah. He was, was the him. accountability, right? For, for yes. good and for bad. Yeah. He like made everybody work out really hard. But when it came to playing basketball, <laughs> it was just like, okay, now I do what I want. Uh, it's so much different. <laughs> he made now. a commercial about it. <laughs> made, made a commercial about it. Still doing what he wants at this point, I would argue. Uh, it's tough. Tough. Before we move on, I, I so our big question here, are the Thunder good? We had a lot of really interesting comments in here. I want to get you guys' uh, thoughts on some of them. Um, Matt says, I think OKC is a very is very promising right now. Give this unit this year to gel. Add Chet next year. 
and we can start pushing for the playoffs. I yes. totally agree. It's it's hard to disagree right now, especially when you look at the teams at the lower end of the conference and how they seem to be trending downwards with mm-hmm. due to age and other circumstances. Luke says they're not good yet, but competent defense with some talented young dudes who play hard will win seemingly unwinnable games. I think that's exactly where my head's at is, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not a championship caliber team by any means. I don't even think they are with, you know, Gideon Chet, but you see the path. Gable says too early to tell if we are good. I hope not want the best <laughs> shot we can get in the lotto. Yeah. Hey, sticking to the guns. I have to the line. It. I love it. <laughs> um, Amen. Making fun of my, my Pokemon Poku reference and says a Pokemon onesie for your baby. <laughs> um, James Smith says Thunder are better than these experts think. Yeah. Hello, John. And then Luke says, <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day by a verified account asking how many teams in the league are actually satisfied with their coach. As Thunder fans, we should be very pleased with Mark. Yeah. The first day I hear Mark's name on a national NBA podcast will be a great day. I might shed a tear. Hey, we might get it on a low post next week. Yeah. <laughs> so I, all this leads to th- these questions. Are the Thunder good? Are they bad? How do we tell? Guys, I want to play a game. I was hoping Taylor would be here for this because I think he'd be really good with this one. I don't know what that man's doing. It doesn't take that long to make a baby Taylor. Come on now. Whoa. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I want to play a game called Real or Fake. I've got some statistics from the Thunder so far this season. Uh, some of them are statistic-based. Some of them are uh, more theoretical, I guess. But I want to ask you guys. It's very simple. I'm going to give you a statement, and I want you to tell me, is is this thing, is this trend that we're seeing – is it real or is it fake? Is it too small of a sample size? Is so th- it? These are all things that are true now? Yes, most okay. of them. Most of them are fact-based true. Some of them are a little bit theoretical. I'll okay. preface those ones. Got it. Justin, you get the first one. Real or fake? OKC is a top eight defense in the league, currently Ooh. sixth in defensive rating. That's real. Uh, I think that that is something that this team is building their um, their identity around. They are a team that is staking their claim to defensive intensity. And <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Oh, mercy! Uh, it's allergy season down here, and I just got <laughs> my throat just stopped working for a moment. <laughs> I apologize. Um, whoo! They are a team uh, that is staking their identity on defense. That's what I was trying to say. I think the only way they are not a top eight defense in the league is if, like what happened last year, tanking happens and you start giving up 140 points a night because you're playing Georgios Kalazakis. And that's the only way I think they, they drop in defensive rating. But like actually like this team, the core of this team, for the majority of the season, I think they absolutely could be a top eight defense. Nice. Uh, for the record, Oklahoma City sixth in defensive rating. They are a full like point and a half ahead of the seventh LA Clippers. They are only point four points per possession or points per hundred possessions behind the Timberwolves, and there's a pretty big jump after that up to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Thunder are floating right in this like five six category right now. Uh, the Jazz at number eight, 
are a full two point difference. So I feel like mm. that's pretty significant. Yeah. They, they've given themselves a pretty good cushion. Silva. Yeah. Real or fake? OKC is a top half NBA team in net rating. Currently, the Thunder are 14th in the league at 0.4. That means per 100 possessions, uh, they score 0.4 points more than their opponents. Um, 15th is the San Antonio Spurs at negative 0.2. And then above the Thunder is the Philadelphia 76ers at 13 at 1.8. So it's a pretty big jump to get up to 13. I would say it it does feel real now watching them. Like it, it matches the eye test of what we see from OKC night to night. Uh, they play really well. A lot of teams in the NBA right now are slumping, bad teams. Th- teams we thought would be bad are good. Teams we thought would be good are really bad right now. So there is going to be some evening out of this. I don't think the Thunder end the season uh, top half. They're probably more like, I don't know, 19 to 23, something along those lines, maybe even lower than that. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's totally real right now. The Thunder, that, that matches the eye test. Uh, they seem like a top half NBA team right now. I don't know where they are in the standings currently, but yeah, totally. Justin, you have any thoughts on that one? Uh, my thoughts are that, again, I think that if we're talking about where they finish the season, we'll have to see where they, how they play the Wimbanyama sweepstakes. But if we're talking about kind of like who this team is for the majority of the season, I think they're going to have a hard time um, getting too high in the net rating with where the offense is at. They're going to have to make a lot of growth over this season, I think, in order to solidify that that net rating. I think their defense is going to be great. I think the offense is going to continue to be very much a work in progress. If they could just hit threes. Yeah. They would be actually like really good. That's, I mean, same could be true for probably 29 NBA teams. <laughs> well, I don't know. Some of them are shooting good. And then you got the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers. I was going to say, I'm sure the Lakers fans are saying the same thing. <laughs> if they could hit <laughs> yeah. threes, they'd be good. Uh, Justin, you got the next one. Real or fake? Shea Gilgis Alexander is a top 10 scorer Ooh. in this league. I love this. I love this because I bet that Shea would be a top 10 scorer last season. And he was not, and I had to wear a Shea fit, um, which was one of my favorite things I've ever done. So it worked out. Um, really funny. I think I think he is. I think this is real. I think this is real. Last year, I think it was, I put it in the tweet with my Shea fit. I think he ended up 14th or something mm-hmm. like that. Like he was just outside. What we've seen from him, again, very small sample size. He's taking a jump. Again, the man just can't stop jumping, except when he hurts his knee. He can't stop jumping, <laughs> and it looks like he's taking another one this season. He's just he's toying with people. And at least at this point, it doesn't seem like most teams have figured out a solution for him. Like He's so crafty that he just can get to the basket whenever he feels like it. And I, I, I don't know how anybody slows him down at this point. For the record, he is tied at seventh in a three-way tie. Um, 31 points per game with Damian Lillard, Steph Curry. Tatum is 10th at 30.8, so it's only 0.2% difference. Hmm. Right above them, Trey Young at 31.5, Kevin Durant at 32, Donovan Mitchell at 32.2, John Morant 32.6. Then you got a big jump to Giannis at 34.5, and and then an even bigger jump to Luka at 36.5. Scoring scoring is way, way, way up. Yes. Um, But Justin, I think I'm with you on this one. I think Shea is a top 10 scorer in this league. What's so impressive is he is doing this on not many three-point attempts. The dude is taking 3.8 three-point uh, three attempts mm-hmm. per game, so a little less than four. 
Other guys in the top 10, eight and a half, 12 and a half, 10, eight and a half, five and a half, uh, nine, four and a half, three and a half, and nine. So the only people that are on that are in the top 10 that shoot around the same amount of threes as Shea would be Giannis and kind of John Morant. John Morant shoots a full one, one attempt more. A uh, little bit of a difference between Shea and, jo- uh, uh, and Giannis. Yeah, just but a bit. That's in, I mean, that's, that's absolutely not, incredible. Yeah, that that's fascinating. I, again, I wonder like how much of that is intentional. Are they experimenting? Is this something they want to see from Shea long-term? Like, hey, dude, you're unguardable when you go to the paint. Stop hitting step-back threes and focus more on this. And I, I think that's really fascinating. The other piece that you didn't mention, Jacob, uh, it's also without like a training camp. Yeah, <laughs> I think no crowd. That's what I, I keep reminding myself is insane about Shea this year. Is like he just like showed up game one and was like, "All right, let's ball," and has been doing so ever since, pretty much. It's uh, it's insane. He's been the, the midi unguardable. Mm-hmm. It's pure. I mean, it's just it's butter every time. Silva. Real yeah. or fake? The Thunder are a 500 team. They're currently three and three. Is this mm. a 500 team for the season? And I that would be such a shock if if that were the case. Because at that point, if they're if they're 41 and 41, they are well in the play-in. I assume. Uh, I do not think that will last. Uh, similar to the discussion we had about net rating, like things are going to even out as the te- as the season goes on. There might be some uh, roster exploration. Uh, that would lead to more losses than we would expect if this team stayed on the court the whole time. No, they're not a 500 team for the whole season. Um, that, that, you're that you're assuming that they'll tank. What if we get to like January and this team yeah. is still like very much head above water yeah. in the in the 8, 9, 10 range in the West? If that happens, I'm trying to think of the teams that would be below at that point. Cause to me, that would paint a story as like the West is just not as good as people thought. Like the Clippers have probably tumbled at that point, which hello draft pick. The Lakers uh, are just a total dumpster fire at that point. At that, that would point, be, they are. Uh, yep, they are. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be so exciting if that were true, if, if that were still the case in January. And I think Sam has said before, like if they, he wants the team to be playing in meaningful games, they would certainly be playing for meaningful games at that point. If you're still 500, that that would look pretty rough if they were 500 at near the all-star break in January and they just pulled the court on the whole thing. It would not look good. I think let, if, if that's the case, let Shea pursue the all-star game. Uh, let the team go compete. I love it. Hey, for the record, going back to the Shea one just a second ago, number one in the league, 27.2 drives per game. Number two is Jaw, five less, 22. It's a massive difference. That's a big jump. That's wild. Shea just lives getting downhill to the rim. Mm -hmm. It's impressive. Justin, real or fake? The Thunder are a bottom five team in the league in three-point shooting. They're currently 29.5% from three. They're ranked 28th. To get to 25th, to get out of the bottom five, they'd have to be shooting 34%. (laughs) yikes um well now that we know what we have in isaiah joe nowhere to go but up baby uh i'm gonna say fake on this one the thunder 
may not be a great shooting team come the end of the season. I don't know that they'll be this bad. If you look at uh, the season shooting percentages, there's a few that really stand out. Um, Lou Dort at 17%. That one stands out. Um, (laughs) Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Even like a Lindy Waters, not a huge minutes guy. Lindy Waters shooting 16%. Trey Mann shooting 27%. Um, All of those feel like outliers to me. All of those feel like numbers that are probably primed to go up as the season goes on. Um, beyond that, you know, I think there there are a few guys kind of where you'd expect them to be. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander at like 36% feels pretty fine. Uh, Darius Baisley, similar number at 36%. Mike Muscala at 31% feels a little low. Darius Baisley at 36%. About made my jaw drop just now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only one point eight per attempts per game, so not 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 as high volume as Shea. Um, I think that there's a lot of candidates in that list that are primed to go up. Maybe someone like Maisley primed to go down potentially, but I think overall there's enough guys on this squad that I think are are better shooters than they've shown this season. I don't know that this team is stacked with a bunch of dead eyes. But if the early season is any indication, they're going to keep shooting them. And I'd venture to say if this team continues to shoot at the volume they're shooting, they're they're going to make some improvements throughout the season. I love it. So did you say real or fake? fake. I Will said they... fake. I think fake. it's going to go up. I love it. I love it. Silva. We only got a few more left. Real or fake? Darius Baisley is a good NBA defender. Oh boy. He he Justin covered the game last night. He looked yeah, good against did. Luka Doncic. Did some base stuff on offense cuz you're always going to yeah, get that. It's but happen. Defensively, he did some impressive stuff uh in in mono e mono defense. Yeah, I thought he looked good against the Clippers too. Um I you know, I've trashed old Bays a lot. Uh I've always <laughs> thought he was like a good shot blocker, uh fine defender uh, before coming into the season, but he's been like legit good on on defense. And he's been even better as a shot blocker, blocking jump shots. I feel like it's a very unique thing. We don't see that a lot, but he seems to be able to do it with some level of consistency. I think that's valuable to have. Um, I also think him playing better and getting as many minutes as he is, that um, almost like raises the possibility that he gets traded. That could that could almost be like a secret little lever the Thunder pull to make the Thunder worse uh, over the course of the season. He's like the best rim protector they have by by quite a bit, I think. So that could be a sneaky little move. Uh, kick the can down their own just a bit. We got to remove some of the valuable rim protection that they that they need. Yeah, Dar- Darius is... Uh, he is an NBA player, and I think he can provide value to a lot of teams right now uh, as a backup, specifically as a backup five. Um, I, I still don't... It, my mind has not changed on his fit with the Thunder long-term as far as the skills that he can provide, the way he fits into the offense, the just the ball stopping that he tends to do. But I've been pleasantly surprised with base. This, this is not the question that was asked, but is there a scenario in your mind where Baisley could play himself into a new contract with the Thunder? Or do you think it's a done deal? Mm. I kind of think it's a done deal. I just have such mm. a hard time seeing them take it to restricted free agency, which happens after the draft. Um, after they get another guy, I just, I don't see it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I'm think I ever you. made this bet, yeah. but 
I think J Dub gets more starts than Baisley this year. Oh, oh, okay. I think I'm I'm with you guys too. Um, it, that if that's like the one grain of salt with every positive from Baisley this season is like, it feels like as soon as he didn't get that extension that like uh, this is a lame duck, on the wall, man. Lame duck yep. relationship. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Speaking of J Dub, Justin, you maybe get my favorite real or fake of the night because the sample size is so small. So real or fake J dub is a 20 plus minutes per game player. We've seen him play one full NBA game. It was last (laughs) night against the Mavericks. He played 27 (laughs) minutes in an overtime game. He what he played for what? Six minutes before Jade McDaniels tried to decapitate him. Um, (laughs) Indeed. So we don't know what his fit is with the rotation he played 27 minutes last night, but that's without Josh Giddy. Is J Dub a 20? Like at the end of the season, is he 20 plus minute a night whenever I look it up on basketball reference? It's real. It's real and it's spectacular. He looked uh, awesome. I, I, I finally got to rewatch the game last night. I finished at like 2 30 a.m. I was falling asleep. Nice. Um, Belly full of chocolate fondue. Yeah. Hey, word of <laughs> advice to the to the listeners of the show. Do not watch the replay on the Bally Sports app. <laughs> you can't fast forward Sounds because small. it makes you watch a uh, a commercial, and they have one commercial, and it's for the Stir app, and it's the same oh. commercial every time. So whenever the broadcast goes to commercial, they play that one commercial. I saw it about fifty times oh last night. Gosh. It's god awful. Um, I thought it was going to be for the Sonic Steakhouse Chop House Cheeseburger or whatever oh, it is. No. <laughs> Con River went stuck one. in my head. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he looked awesome last night, dude. Awesome. Like, and was just everywhere, like mm-hmm. doing little things on offense, on defense, making him, making his presence known everywhere, everywhere he, he was, he had an impact. You know what impressed me the most last night, Justin, with him? And it's such a weird, small thing, but it spoke volumes to me, especially talking about what we just talked about with Darius Baisley. There were some possessions there in the fourth quarter where J-Dub's assignment on defense was guarding Christian Wood. Yeah. And he walled that mf up, put his chest on him, <laughs> and just like walled him and didn't let him get past him and, and moved his feet. We've watched him guard Jabari Smith Jr. Yep. We've watched him guard Christian Wood. We've watched him guard Jaden McDaniels. This man can guard fours. Like, yeah. 100%. Let him do it tomorrow night. He'll probably end up guard or not tomorrow night, but Tuesday night he'll end up guarding Franz Wagner. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. he'll get some Paulo Bancaro time. Ooh. <laughs> like it's, he can he, guard fours. There's very few fours in the league. I don't feel comfortable with him guarding. Um, that was just solidified for me last night, but it, I digress. Sorry. Go ahead. Extremely small sample size. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like you said, yeah. One, one, so, one full game of NBA minutes. We're, we're still, as high on J Dub as we are, mostly off of summer league and preseason, but in his first full game, like there, there was nothing not to like about J Dub. Uh, all the reasons that you fell in love with him in summer league were on display in Dallas, and I think that, golly man, a guy like that on this team who's bringing that energy, that motor, the discipline, and just like the willingness to do whatever on either end of the floor. It's it's hard not to give that guy minutes, and I, I think we're going to see that continue. So yes, I, I'm taking that as real. Uh, J Dub is a 20 plus minute per game player for the Thunder. Totally agree. 
I think we're all three big J Dub fans. So I think we're all we're all could not agree here. more. Hey, before we hit the ad break, real quick, I want to look ahead to next week. Thunder have three games. They're with uh, the Magic on Tuesday, which the NBA ripped from TNT. Cowards, cowards would have been a they, fun game. They got the Nuggets on Thursday. Uh, that one is at home as well. Uh, that's a rematch, and then they go to Milwaukee on Saturday. That Magic game, guys, big things that stick out to me. Uh, Magic are very, very young. Magic are very, very large. And they have no guard depth. All their guards are injured. <laughs> Playing a lot of RJ yeah. Hampton, which does uh-huh. not scare me very much. Nope. Not any, at all. Any, any big thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Any any big thoughts on Tuesday night's game? Big things you're looking forward to, uh, matchups, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, how do they guard Paolo? Like who who is the primary defender there? Is it Bayes? Bays might get a chance. Yep, uh, JRE probably gets a chance. Yeah. Well, maybe we see J-Dub there for a minute. Uh, Poku, I, I just Yikes. worry about what would happen no. in that matchup. Oh, dude. No. I cannot <laughs> <Yeah>. wait <laughs> for the Poku versus Bull Bull minutes. Yes. <laughs> now uh, Bull Bull's like been good. It's yeah. kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. <laughs> Justin, anything from that matchup you're looking forward to? Um, you know, it's not one versus two like we hoped. But seeing this Thunder team against a team that's on a similar-ish timeline, dealing with similar things, it's going to be fun to kind of like... I think those matchups are more fun than the ones where you're going up against like the Lakers or Mm -hmm. even the Clippers, like those teams that are more established. I, I love watching this Thunder team against some of those other young cores to see how they stack up. Totally agree. Um, we didn't mention Josh Giddy. I bet Josh Giddy gets some Franz Wagner, Paulo Bancaro matchup minutes. That's an interesting one. Uh, the next game, the Thursday night game, Denver, a rematch, um, Thunder struggled with Jokic last time through a lot of doubles. Adam, you expect the same thing this time around? I think that Thunder might approach it differently, but I think Jokic is going to make him hurt again. Uh, That's probably fair. If the Thunder shoot better, you know, they could be in it. Don't dig themselves in a massive hole early on. Yeah, it's good strategy. Uh, Bucks on Saturday. Uh, I mean, the Bucks are the best defensive team in the league. My notes here say, what the F do you do with Giannis? (laughs) Poku <laughs> may get crucified by him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, Legitimately, yeah. who do you think who do you think's their go-to defender? Basley. Basley probably. Yikes. I know. Yikes. Jerry, I think he's too small. They're yeah, too I short. Agree. I I don't think I mean, JRE's the same size as Basley. I just think Basley's got quicker feet. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screw it. Put J-Dub on him. Yeah. See what hey. he can do. Dort. Get his arms <laughs> Dort, in there. Dort and J-Dub. <laughs> so Give me your predictions for this week, guys. Three games, home against Magic, home against Denver, road against Milwaukee. What do you got? Ooh, one and two. One and two. Cowards, I'll go two and one. I like it. Which two do you think they win? The first two. They're not beating Milwaukee. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's trying to you don't to score 60 on it. <laughs> let's take a trip around the association. Before we do that, though, Silva, let's tell the folks who's paying the bills for the week. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. 
That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder Gear today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, there's been some stuff going on in the NBA. We're not going to touch on some of it. We're avoiding Kyrie Irving on this show. Yep. We're avoiding Josh Primo on this show, although pretty significant that, I mean, can you imagine losing your lottery pick from one year ago? Dude. Like, regardless of the circumstance, that just set your team so far back, team building-wise. Yep. But mm-hmm. yeah. We're not going to jump into that. Instead, I have three categories. We're going to burn through all three of these pretty quick. First one. Big trouble and big markets. Let's talk about some teams, guys. Any thoughts on the Los Angeles Lakers? Dude. The winless Los Angeles Lakers? Dude. It's it's almost becoming a concern that the Pelicans are going to end up with like a Wemby? really good pick. <laughs> yeah. Do the Lakers know that they can't tank for Wemby? I don't know. 
Also, has there ever been anybody in NBA history who has failed upwards more than Rob Polinka? Thought you were going to say Anthony Davis. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> For what is the worth? They are up on the Nuggets at halftime right now. Hey, they're they're number two in the league in defense. Their defense is great. Sure, they just cannot score shit. Nope. Did you see the clip? I was watching it right before we started recording. Russ airballed a free throw in warmups. Did he, buddy? Buddy, that's not, it's that's it's, not it's good. mental with him. Yeah. He is in a bad good. headspace. That it's a toxic situation. Braun tried to throw him an alley oop in uh, warmups also, and he couldn't get up there. Yeah, just couldn't do it. He's he got to think- he's got to do what MJ did, and he's got to. I think he's got to wear thunder shorts under his oh. Laker uniform. That's his only hope. <laughs> Thought you were gonna say go to baseball, <laughs> do a bunch of cooking. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> we love Russ. We do. It's sad. He's not good. It's not good. Not he, good. That team. It's not good, and he is not good. Yeah. yeah. Same, it, same way AI went. But it's not all him, right? Like, For sure. I mean, the, the roster construction is a five-year-old who accidentally turned on your PlayStation 5 and turned on NBA 2K and just started pressing random buttons. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's very okay, bad. Okay, I don't want to talk about the Lakers anymore. I don't like the Lakers. Let's stay in the <laughs> same town. The Clippers, two and four. Yikes. Their two wins against the winless Lakers and against the one win Kings. Kawhi's knee is just done. I don't know. Like, yeah. how are we feeling about the Clippers, guys? It's sad because I, I really I thought they were going to be just a, a deep. <laughs> hey, a deep I'm not di- sad to thunder on their picks. Well, disagree. it's not sad. I guess it's if you live in LA and are, happen to be a Clippers <laughs> fan, one out of every eight people in LA are a Clippers fan. Uh, I, I don't know. On paper, they look really good. Like John Wall mm-hmm. has looked good. Um, Norm Powell, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, whatever you think of him, Zubots, like a lot of a lot of good players. Only two great players, yeah. and one of them doesn't play. Yeah, let so me it's strange. Hey, question. I, if the Thunder, if Sam Presti picked up the telephone and called the Clippers, I don't even know who their GM is, called the Clippers right now. And said, I will I will give you what I've already collected from the Paul George trade back to you for Paul George, which is Shay Trey J dub <laughs> uh, for Paul George. Do the Clippers do it? Yeah. I think they have to. I mean, that immediately extends their timeline, which is the biggest concern here. It's like what happens when Kawhi yeah. and Paul George are done for. Oh man. That's interesting. That's it really interesting. Isn't it crazy they have those three guys and like four more, not four yeah, more, right. three more picks and two swaps coming down the pipeline? I would like to point out that on our season preview episode, there was a lot of uh, Clippers finals picks and predictions on there this was. Year podcast. Yeah, None of them came from me. You took uh, the dubs. I did. Didn't you? Yeah, I think. I don't know. Who knows? I'm probably making all this up. But the Clippers stink. And I'm glad. And I predicted it because <laughs> you you can't you can't miss this many games and have enough chemistry to do anything mm-hmm. on the court. Like I get it. Kawhi's been hurt. You want to be careful, but like at what point do you gotta kind of get him on the court some more? And totally at any agree. moment you're the the sand is is falling through the hourglass on Paul George's inevitable yearly injury. So you might want to play those two together a little bit when you when you can. Reggie Jackson looked bad in Oklahoma City. 
Yes, he did. He sold did. his soul for that last contract. I'm mad about that either. <laughs> Same. What about the Brooklyn Nets? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Aside from off the court issues, yeah, on the court. I mean, we said we weren't going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Like, I don't know. Like, do you trade from, him from a from a PR standpoint? Can, can they you afford to keep him? him on the team after that press conference last night? Can, can you, you trade afford- him? I don't, who's going to take him? Lakers. Oh, God. They would do it. They would totally do it. Ben Simmons is just like, oh, God. You might be better off with a cut, cardboard cutout of Philly, Ben Simmons. Dude. It might have yeah. more of a chance to dunk. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> thought Ben Simmons would come in and, like, you know, be good. Something. Good. Something. But it's he's like his confidence. He's airballing awful. layups. Just had no, just no confidence at all. It's totally gone. And yes, he missed a year, had a back injury, had back surgery. So maybe he'll look better. I'm sure he will look better as the season goes on. But boy, I'm he looks sure. really bad. And he has to play the five because he cannot shoot at all. As a lifelong Ben Simmons hater, I told you so. <laughs> uh, I, I Going all the way back to college, I, I just I don't see it with him. Like physically, sure. Everything else, not so much. Was it ever this bad? No, not at all. I think the mental side of things, much like Russ, obviously is a huge part of it. But that team's just not well put together. And and I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you go from here. Like there's not there's not a path forward. There's not an easy path forward. And this is not to go on a side side quest here, but like this is what team building is all about, right? Like you want to lay all the right foundation pieces so that when you're competing for a championship, you don't have the crap like this. And these teams that are just like mix and match out of the trade machine. Yeah. They don't have that aspect. And if you have guys that are good enough, it'll get you a title. Absolutely. Like we've seen it happen multiple times, but like, then you look at a team like the warriors. Now, granted um, the world's luckiest franchise in professional sports, but they built it. The culture, mm-hmm. the C word, the culture is there. They built it over time. And I think what you're seeing with all these teams we just talked about is they, they don't have that. And that's why the Warriors aren't like haven't been going anywhere. Uh, now, maybe the culture's changing when you're punching teammates in the face. But, yeah, but also just like the, the roster construction. Totally. Like you have you have a plan, you know? Exactly. You have a vision, you execute it over time, you put it together, you're not just like at a vending machine picking players out. Which to, is exactly what the Lakers and yeah. the Brooklyn Nets have done. Exactly. Remember when they traded Jared Allen away for nothing just because DeAndre Jordan was KD's friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Dude, you remember when the Lakers traded away Mike Muscala? Yeah. Or traded away Ivaka Zubots for Dude, Mike Muscala? For like, yeah. Yeah. Zubots is freaking good. Really good. What really do you think good. the Lakers would do to get Mike Muscala back right now? Well, Taylor Horton Tucker's gone, so I don't know what else they can do. <laughs> Last one. The Heat, two and five. Kyle Kyle Lowry might just be a hot dog that's been in the microwave for too long. <laughs> Overboiled. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really bothered by I'm really bothered by Jimmy Butler's picture on the NBA broadcast when it comes up. We're really, really bothered by it. It looks like very smooth. It looks and, like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's uh so so of these teams, big trouble and big markets, which team is in the most trouble? 
Uh, on the court, Lakers. Off the court, it's pretty obvious. Cosine. Yep. I think I agree. I think the Lakers maybe have more levers to pull. They always do. Trade the, trade the picks, man. You got to trade the picks. You've yeah. got to trade the picks. And even then, they're only. I mean, how good if they get Miles Turner and Buddy Healed? How good do you think they are? Better. Yeah. <laughs> they're not zero and five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next column. Where the hell did they come from? This is a group of teams that preseason we all said they were going to suck. Let's start with the Utah Jazz, who are five and two. We I'm crapped all over the Jazz. Like, are there enough levers for them to pull to get bad? They are a very functional team right now. I'm are they just dis- punching above their weight? I, I'm disappointed in us. We should have seen this one coming, honestly. It's very OKC 2020 esque. 100%. It is. Of like the, the guys on the team are still guys. Like they, they are solid NBA players and they're showing that right now. And they're, they're playing well. They're playing. Shout together. out to Laurie Markinen, man. Yeah. Like Jordan Clarkson, like all of those guys. Mike Conley's are, still there. Yeah. They, they're not scrubs. And I think that it's going to be a very OKC 2020 ish season for the Jazz. If I had to, if I had to guess, if you want to get bad, 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 those guys have to go. They have to go for young guys. They have to go for fringe rotation guys. Um, they're too capable to bottom mm-hmm. out. It's just a matter of when that happens. Is it this season or is it in the off season? It's so hard to make trades in season. It might be off season. Yeah, agreed. Next one. The Portland Trailblazers, five and one. Shaden Sharp looks like he can actually contribute on an NBA court. Yeah, Dame is being Dame. They're running some small ball stuff, putting Justice Winslow, Jeremy Grant, the five. They're still missing Gary Payton, who I think will really help that team. Mm-hmm. I was watching them play Denver the other night on League Pass. Watched Anthony Simons go six to six from yeah. three in the third quarter. Yeah, really good trade man comp, Anthony Simons, by the way. Agreed. They're fun. They're really fun. And they have a lot of like intriguing young depth. Like they got Josh Hart on that team. Uh, Keon Johnson has been like a rotation guy for them. Forgot about him. Forgot about him. Shaden's looked all Dame looks like Dame. He is hurt right now Mm -hmm. with like a calf strain, I think. So hopefully that's not a lingering issue. But he looked like Dame when he when he played. They're fun. Tanking works, y'all. That's all I have to yep. say about the Trailblazers. Like, mm, yeah, okay, let's throw in the towel. And hey, look, you got Shaden Sharp. Did they get as high in the lottery as they hope? No, but you got Shaden Sharp. And I think that's, you know, early returns look pretty good on that. Way chance. more athletic than I realized. He can jump, boy. Yeah. He's got I'm, rockets in his legs. Mm-hmm. What about the Charlotte wanna... Hornets? Three and three. They are very Dennis strange. Smith Jr. Yeah. deciding to play basketball instead of try out for the NFL. Super weird. Happy for him. He's only like 24 still. And was traded around to like three. What did he get drafted by the Mavs? Yep. Then they got Luca, who's just not going to dominate the ball. Then he was lumped in with the Porzingis trade in New York. Yep. And then moved to like Detroit, I think. I honestly have no idea story. what happened after New York. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Are the uh, Hornets, are, are they like legit, real or fake? Charlotte oh, Hornets. Oh, it's fake. <laughs> and I, I hate Gordon Hayward's fake. hair. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think it's fake. Um, very surprised early returns. Um, I I thought they would be much, much worse. Especially but, after losing Miles Bridges. Yeah. 
The Mellow's not playing either, I don't think. Yeah, he was out. Uh, Teo Maladone? Yeah, right. Speaking Shooting of like 60, fake. 40, 80 splits? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Teo revenge season. <laughs> what about the 5-2 and two San Antonio Spurs? Yeah. Uh, Devin Vassell looks awesome. He's good, dude. Come to OKC. Um, I would love him in Oklahoma City. I don't yeah. think they'd ever trade him, but Keldon Johnson yeah, is Keldon good. Jakob Pertle awesome. is like way too competent of a center. Look, I was... I, I said some compliments about Jakob Pertle on one of our off-season pods, and you guys just slandered the hell out of me. Look at him now. Look at him Look now. At him now. Spur, y- Jakob Pertle looks like he works for a mortgage company and plays League of Legends in his spare time. <laughs> Who's to say he doesn't? That is Gordon Hayward, though. Hey, did you guys ever hear the story of the Spurs after they won that first title and they were flying home on the charter plane mm-hmm. with the Larry O'Brien trophy, and they were all uh, – Doing a doing a land StarCraft party. Yeah, I love. They all had so their much. their old school laptops playing StarCraft. I love that so much. Tim Duncan's got a wizard tattooed on his back because that's what he plays in Dungeons and Dragons. Is that true? One hundred percent. Wow. What? I don't yeah. think I knew he's, that. He's got either. like a little wizard man tattooed on his back. That's cool. <laughs> Tim Duncan's the goat, dude. Yeah. He is. Um, of the where the hell did they come from teams? Which one is most sustainable? Utah, Trailblazers, Hornets, Spurs. I want to say Trailblazers. I mean, they seem to be, assuming Dan comes back healthy, it's got to be the Trailblazers. Right? I think I agree with you. That's where I lean, but I'm going to say the Jazz. I I believe in the the ragtag scrappiness uh, of the Jazz. Fueled by hate? Fueled by hate. It's a powerful, powerful drug. Is Nikhil... Alexander Walker on that team yeah. still? He's on that so. team. I don't know if he plays. Yeah. Mm. Got to be honest with you. Haven't watched many Utah Jazz games. Missing <laughs> out. Before yeah. we get out of here, let's do a quick draft check-in. Paulo Bancaro. Pretty dang good. Looks incredible. Pretty dang looks like a number one option already. He, he looks like he's been in the league eight years. He's massive, dude. Massive, but also like really agile. 23 points, eight rebounds, four assists, 50% effective field goal percentage, shooting 32% from three. Like he's, he's legit. He's imagine awesome. being a Rockets fan right now. Yeah. You have to convince <laughs> yourself that yeah. Jabari Smith was who you wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jabari Smith, any thoughts on him? Apparently he tried to fight Jalen Green in the yeah. huddle the other night. Yes, the vibes well. are great in Houston. Speaking of the sea, vibes word. are so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, how about that culture? Yeah, he's he's raw. He's what I expected. I think his two point percentage, thirty two percent. Yeah, he's taking seven threes and six twos per game. Fourteen points, six and a half rebounds, an assist, uh, one block. But the dude cannot dribble and he cannot shoot and and get to the rim. That's going to be a big challenge for him moving forward. Is yeah. is growing in those uh, those categories? I think. Yeah. Let's talk about the guy out in Sacramento, Keegan Murray. Holy cannoli, dude! Wish I had the sounder. He's shooting forty two percent on threes, eight attempts a game. Speaking of things we were completely wrong about in the preseason, <laughs> um, 
how how many draft episodes did we talk about? Like, I don't care who the Thunder pick as long as it's not Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. He's it's been just, awesome, dude. He looks awesome. like a professional out there. Yeah, eighteen and a half points a game, almost nineteen points a game. Uh, just knockdown shooter. He looks like he's been in the league a long time too. Yep. Yeah, I saw the very Tobias Harris comp a lot, but I feel like Keegan's way more mobile than Tobias. I think that's fair. Uh, what about Cade Cunningham's running mate, Jaden Ivey? 15 points, four rebounds, four and a half assists, shooting 40% from three on four attempts a game. Yeah. That was the big really question good. about him. He has like an NBA superpower with his athleticism. He can just teleport to the rim. It's nuts. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. That backcourt in Detroit's going to be fun for a long time. They played totally the Warriors. Agree. They beat the Warriors tonight. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. 128 to 114. Maybe the best rookie so far through six games. One guy that I loved. Mm-hmm. Thunder didn't get a chance to draft him. Ben Matherin, 21 points, 43% from three, five rebounds, two and a half assists. Crazy athlete, shoots the piss out of the ball. He's a dog, dude. I can't <laughs> wait buckets. for I can't wait for Indiana to start him next to Tyrese Halliburton and just let yeah. those two go. Yeah. He's so impressive. Really, the, the mentality is such a big thing with him. We talked about like Ben Simmons and like Russ, how their mentality is like so damaged at this point. He is just a dog. Ben's got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. He he was, I'm with you, Jacob. He was the one I was hoping the Thunder would trade up for. Mm-hmm. Um, He's awesome, dude. Jaden was the fun pick, but Matherin is who my heart was set on. An absolute dog. Although I'm not upset at all with Jalen Williams. Let's just let's just make yeah, that very clear. Oh no, he's fine. We already it's mentioned fine. Shaden Sharp. Uh, well, and on a bad note, <laughs> I like Johnny Davis in the draft, and that dude has been awful. He stinks. <laughs> Stinky. Yikes. I mean, he's not in the best situation. I don't think. Uh, but he's in playing minute, five minutes a game. They're twenty-five not really... percent from the field. One point, half a rebound, half an assist. They're playing him off ball a ton, which, uh, you know, shooting is not his strong suit. So he just has to rely on like cuts and he just seems way out of rhythm. Came in tonight and picked up three fouls in like five minutes and then was pulled again. So he looked bad when we saw him at summer league. He did. He just looks way over his head right now. He does. Fun fact. I'm ready. Somewhat related to Johnny Davis. Do you know what the Wizards uh, G League affiliate is called? No. no. You ready for this? I'm yeah. ready. The Capital City Go-Go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I have heard that. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that before. I just saw an article that was uh, Wizards fans think Johnny Davis should spend some time with the Go-Go. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell did I just read? Do they have cool jerseys? I don't know. I didn't get that far. Let's see. Find out in about. Well, Silva's seconds. looking up the jerseys. Can you also pump the outro music, Silva? Hey, sure. Uh, they don't have cool jerseys. It's fine. I'm thinking it's a post game. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in, the Uncontested. We really cool appreciate stuff. you. We'll be back with you guys Tuesday night. I will be back with you guys Tuesday night after the Thunder take on the Orlando Magic. That one should be a blast. Taylor will join you guys Thursday night after the Thunder versus Denver game. 
And then Saturday, you've got Justin. Maybe back for another exciting OT win up in Milwaukee? Probably not. We'll see. Probably back <laughs> we'll in my see. blowout ways. <laughs> and then next Sunday, 9 p.m., as always. So make sure you join us. Sub to the YouTube channel. Hit us in the DMs, buy an uncontested hat. Drop a five-star rating, DM it to us so you can get some stickers. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This team has been a blast. Can't wait to watch more. I can't wait to see some more J-Dub out there Tuesday night. Stick with us. Post games after every game. Just tune into the YouTube stream. Subscribe wherever you get your pods at. We will be back with you guys again in a couple nights. Until then, have a great start of your week. And as always, thunder up. <laughs>